from air quality concerns, mold to allergens, the law, and insurance. We cover it all right here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building restoration experts, live every Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on News Talk WFLA Orlando, 94.1 FM, 540 AM. All right, all right. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell live every Saturday right here on this fine network, iHeartRadio. You can download it, um, download the iHeartRadio app, take us everywhere you go. It's News Talk. 94.1 94.1 FM, 5.40 AM, and we're excited to be here. Thank you guys for joining us for the show. It's exciting that we're, uh, I think, now on our fifth or sixth show here. We're starting to get a rhythm uh, on this uh, new radio dial. Super excited to be on iHeartRadio. All the new listeners here as well. Uh, welcome to our show. I am your host, Richie Kidwell. We have multiple guests here with uh, talking about what contractors need to know, what homeowners need to know. Um, we have uh, a, a, an attorney with us. Uh, we have contractors. We have other folks. Folks in this industry that are here for you for knowledge to bring or to bring the knowledge to you in a one time of help or, or loss uh, or one type of need that uh, um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm just bubbling up here. But the one time where you need our help, we're here for you. Um, and and we talk a lot about insurance related losses. There you go. Let's get a little bit of spike there. Yeah. I think that's yeah. only for Walter Cronkite who did the introduction. I don't know. I thought mean, you had Walter Cronkite. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> It's all good stuff, man. And, uh, and and again, I mean, the one time where you need us, where you have a loss, once every 10 years or once in a lifetime is about the average. When somebody has a, a loss on their property, on your home or your commercial building, uh, some it's a stressful situation. And we've all unfortunately have had to deal with this one time in their lives and and maybe not yet and that's the advantage of listening uh to this uh radio uh, show here is what we're discussing to you um in in examples and how we can assist in in these types of things um uh we have hans kennett with morgan and morgan today as our guest in our in-house council here for you guys if you have questions please feel free to reach out to us we do record the show um before the saturday uh, uh preview so go to our facebook page that's how you find us go to Contractor Talk with Richie Kid, uh, with Richie Kidwell on Facebook, and you'll be able to find uh, us there. Leave a comment, send us a message, uh, or just. Uh, post on our wall on a topic that you'd like to hear about or something you maybe want to hear about again that you heard us discussing on Saturday during the radio show. So we also have, a uh, this is a podcast as well too, so you'll be able to check in and see if a podcast has been put up. Uh, so we're kind of uh, burning the candle on both ends here. So we're doing a live uh, radio show or we're simulcasting that uh, on iHeartRadio on 94.1 News Talk Orlando. And then we're also pushing it out on all of our social media, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, Spotify, and those other ways. So find us there. The easiest way to find us is through Facebook. Go to Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, so Hans, what's going on, man? We, we, we started a topic last week. We really got Can into a lot of the loss changes. As soon as I say Morgan and Morgan, that pops up. So, but we're talking about a lot of the law changes that happened last week. And I see your your paperwork is already sitting there, um, ready to go. Uh, this particular show, what can we expect to hear? What type of uh, advice are you bringing? And, and uh, maybe you can untangle some of these uh, law changes that just happened, uh, uh, push through a lot of it's being effective this July 1st, uh, uh, this year just coming up. Um, it's, it's quite a, a tangled web that's been woven by the legislature this year. 
Um, we have things involving everything from from solicitation regarding roofing from a 2021 bill that we were we've been working on. Um, there's a new bill, the new bill passed uh, effective March 24th. Um, that is that restricts your ability as a consumer to have your attorney's fees paid by your insurer should they deny or underpay your claim. And that's for different types of insurance because we've had several insurance changes. So House Bill 837 that went through that you're talking about that got signed by the governor on March 24th of this year that went in uh, that went and pulled out all the attorney's fees um, outside of property damage from what I understand. Correct. Correct. And uh, the actually as to property claims as to roofing any damage to your home anything along those lines on December 16th of 2022. That applies to all policies that were renewed or issued after December 16th. Um, Bill 837 went into effect on March 24th. So essentially, the the best example I can use is life insurance. Should your um, life insurer choose to not pay the death benefit when someone has passed away? Um, Historically, for the last 130 or so years, um, you would be entitled to recover those attorney's fees from the insurance company. Because, but, but now in the new law, the, the way the legislature has structured it and the governor has, governor has signed it, you now have to pay me for benefits that were already owed to you. Um, and again, it, and that's it's never been that way, and it's been an uncomfortable change of paradigm for me to have to now say, say to someone, yeah, yeah, yes, ma'am, you're right. They do owe you the money. But unfortunately, the governor decided that you should pay me instead of the insurance company paying me for the benefits that are already owed to you. And it's again, I've been a lawyer 28 years. I've, I had to completely change, change my discussion with my clients because historically I've said, don't worry, you get all the money. They pay me later. And now that's been turned on its head. Essentially, the, the legislature and the governor deciding that giant insurance companies have the same financial footing as someone trying to simply get a claim paid. Yeah, so in their aspect, they're saying loser pays, um, and uh, well, they're saying win or lose, the client has to pay me essentially. And there, mm. there's little nuance to so it. So no more because they call that indemnity, from what I understand. So the amount of dispute that the insured is owed is what they call that indemnity. That's how much they're owed from their policy, from the damages, or in this uh, a life uh, claim dispute. Um, and any of those, we're talking about medical and all that. We talk a lot about property. And property, in December uh, 16th, they signed a law that says there's no prevailing party attorney's fees and property disputes only. And they had left everything else in. And then they went ahead and made that major change in March to cut out the rest of attorney's fees for all of the other insurance disputes, mm-hmm. and like you said, life insurance or medical disputes. So, in, in, in any case where you would perhaps bring a, a lawsuit against your own insurer at any time for any denied or underpaid claim, again, historically, the insurer would have to pay me above and beyond the indemnity amount. Right. When you win, so that indemnity amount goes to the insurer because they need every penny of that, right? That's how much they were owed in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, that's what they contracted for. Again, which is why I say that the insurer now, it's determined that that you have to pay me to get the benefits that were already owed to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that's that's a struggle because you know I, I've used this example before when we're talking about somebody that uh, and I'll talk about a property or we talk a lot about roofs when we're in that uh, that time of need where you have a, a hellacious storm like we're talking about Hurricane Ian we're talking about Irma we're talking about you know many of these clients that we've seen that you know they they, they live on a budget and they pay their insurance 
on time every month, every year for years and years on their major asset. And let's say they don't have a big house. Let's say their their damages are ten thousand dollars. They can't afford any 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 to take out any more money out of their pocket outside of their deductible, um, and which is consistent with their contract. They know if I have a twenty five hundred deductible, whatever it is, I owe that. The rest should be paid by the insurance company. So they have a ten thousand dollar dispute. That homeowner needs every single penny. They end up hiring you. They call Morgan Morgan say ten thousand dollars is a lot to me. I need to replace my roof. Right now, I have a temporary tarp over it. And every time a heavy wind comes by, it pulls it off and more damage comes in. So when you finally bring them uh, to the home stretch and you're saying, hey, good news, I got your full $10,000 difference from your insurance company. Whereas before you'd say, don't worry about my fees. I'm getting that over on top of your indemnity. Now it's a different story. Yeah, 100%. That $10,000. Again, these are different from a personal injury claim. And these are economic only claims. So if you have a 10000 if you owe $10,000 and need $10,000 to fix your roof, um, you need $10,000. And every dollar you don't get is a dollar you have to come out of pocket for. In a personal injury action or things like that, there's non-economic damages for pain and suffering and, and loss of enjoyment of life, things like that, that are for intangible damages. But all the work I do is all economic. So again, I, I, I can't have a, a $20,000 roof and demand $50,000 because that's fraud. I, I can only demand what the amount that is actually owed. Um, and again, historically, for 28 years and 130 years in the state of Florida, the insurer would, if you did, if you won, the insurer would go, hey, all right, we're wrong. Here's your money. We'll pay Mr. Cannon on top. Mm-hmm. That's all gone. Big changes here in the state of Florida. And, and unfortunately, it just makes our, our governor, who is now uh, throwing his hat in the ring to run for president, all bought and paid for by the insurance lobby. A hundred million dollars was promised to our governor, all based off of these changes that he made. It's an unfortunate uh, scenario. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to introduce a new guest here on this next segment, Patrick Carr with the Patrick Carr Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back with Hans Kennan with Morgan & Morgan and our special guest today, Patrick Carr with Patrick Carr Show. We'll be right back over the break here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Don't turn that dial. All right, all right, and we are back live on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Thanks so much for joining us on this fine new radio station right here on iHeartRadio. News Talk Orlando, 94.1 FM, 540 AM, every Saturday right here at 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Thanks so much again for joining us throughout the break, giving some thanks to our sponsors. Um, Don't forget to go check us out on Facebook. Find us there. It's the easiest place to find us, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell on Facebook. You'll find that we're also connected to Spotify, YouTube, many other ways to bring you information here, uh, but we stream this on. We stream the audio on iHeartRadio every Saturday. We do uh, tape it the week prior or, or several days prior to, so we're pretty much live with you guys. But if you have a question, a topic you want to go over, shoot us a message on our Facebook page. Either put it on our wall or shoot us over a message on there. We'll be happy to talk about on the next or talk about that topic on the next Saturday of the show. So again, go to our Facebook page, check us out there, send us some love. Uh, we'll be happy to talk uh, about a topic specifically or an issue or concern you might have on this very
very next Saturday. So again, thanks guys for joining us here on this uh, on iHeartRadio. Um, and uh, so this show is about um, bringing information to you. If you listen to our first segment here, uh, we just talked about some law changes that we're going through that you, the homeowners, consumers of the state of Florida need to know about. It's very important. And, and it ties into how your contractor and how us contractors look um, at these law changes, how we can help you, the consumer, to get through this one difficult time uh, of loss when you have a property damage to your home. And it becomes very complex. It becomes very difficult and where you need the whole village. Um, and one of my guests today, uh, Patrick Carr, the Patrick Carr Show, in his prior life, uh, he was uh, with roofing sales and helping out homeowners in this way. And they're seeing it from the very beginning to where somebody has hail damage, wind damage. Um, and the next day, Patrick is there with that client trying to help them out with their time of need. And you've seen these fumbles uh, along the way. And so I want to talk about that. And we're going to talk and we're going to pitch it back over to uh, Hans Kennan with Morgan and Morgan and how he has to help on the back end as you help the homeowner prepare the file uh, for uh, uh, to be submitted to the insurance companies because the insurance companies see it in a way that they, they only want to see it. Send me a line item exactimate estimate and, and a homeowner is going, what? Oh, okay, well, fine. Go give me three estimates from different contractors for your roof, for your paint, for the drywall, for this and that. It's It makes it very laborious, laborious for the homeowner themselves who has never had to deal with this and they're being told by their adjuster that go get three estimates for this. If you don't know how to do Xactimate, you know, which most people don't even know what that is, then go give me three estimates and we'll figure it out and all this other stuff. All it does is delay further you getting resolved. And so, Patrick, thanks so much for joining us today, man. How you doing? Well, I really appreciate it, Richie. Thanks so much. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. Uh, Hans, everybody, thank you all. Um, yeah, you know, the, the roofing situation for a lot of people out there, Richie, they only file one to two claims in their life. They'll file less claims in their home than they will in their vehicle. Um, we all know how stressful it is when you get in a car accident. And so it becomes difficult because you don't know what to do. And I think that a lot of your listeners and your viewers, they go, man, I, you know, after a storm, a hailstorm, they get a guy who knocks on their door and then they hear on the news that these guys are bad dudes. And who do I trust? Do I trust my insurance company? I've been told they're for profit. Do I trust a guy at my door? Do I trust an adjuster who comes out to my house? Richie, I yeah. think that it becomes that's tough, and the media is. is right now saying, "Don't answer your door to these locusts that are out there." Even though they're helping you, they got capes on over here. They're helping you, somebody that doesn't know uh, what they're doing, uh, and you got somebody that's helping them at their door. You know, uh, you know, and that's what I can't get my, uh, I just can't get past, especially somebody in a powerful position such as Jimmy Petronas, the CFO of the state of Florida has said it not only once, but twice on television that calling public adjusters who they regulate, by the way, through Department of Financial Services, which is which is uh, under the CFO's office control, calling their own people basically locust because they're helping homeowners because they're knocking on doors and assisting folks and filing claims where they don't know how to do it. So they see these quote unquote locust public adjusters being the ones that increase their claim volume. And I'm like, what do you expect is going to happen after a major hurricane? We're talking about, you know, uh, 700, almost 750,000 claims filed so far for Hurricane Ian, you know, and, and they're blaming these, these locusts or these public adjusters going around knocking on doors, asking folks if they need help. I mean, that's that's just beyond me. How, how did you see that, uh, especially as a consumer here in the state of Florida and somebody that has 
been on door knocking campaigns to help uh, folks out after a major storm or event. That's crazy. Oh yeah, and I worked for the company back in the day where it was it was the worst. It, we were not doing it the right way, which is why I'm no longer I left that company. Oh, right. I mean, I'm just being I very mean, the, the attention is. I mean, you know, you, you, it's it's helpful first. It's money later, right? Sure. But I mean, you you don't door knock a neighborhood because it's just fun. You know, I mean, you know, you're doing it to help people. I mean, it is a job. Sure, it is. And know? I think I think consumers would be good. Richie, you bring up a good point. You don't do it just because consumers should understand that if there is somebody in your neighborhood, there's probably one of a couple reasons why they are knocking doors. Number one, there's technology that allows these roofing contractors and restoration contractors to know if a hailstorm has rolled through your area. And so they may be getting an alert about that, that there is roofing damage or damage to siding or screens within your neighborhood. The other thing is, Richie, that they may know that other neighbors are getting their roofs replaced. So that may be an alarm to them to go, hey, there is damage in this neighborhood that needs to be addressed. I want to ignore those individuals, but I would caution people to say this. Do your research on a company. Right. I was don't about just to say si- that. Yeah. Don't sign the contract right when they just come to your door because you like the guy. What you need to do is take a step back like you would for any big purchase and do a little bit of research. Simple, you know, Google searches, reviews that we've talked about, Richie. Um, you know, like when you look at AQA, five-star reviews through the roof. You know, you need to do a little bit extra You don't have to sign the contract right there on the spot. And if those individuals are forcing you to or telling you there's a special deal to sign right now, I'd run away from those people. There are better contractors to earn your business. Yeah, that's a good point you bring up. Um, You always want to check out that company. If they're knocking on your door, there's some things that they need to have, and that's proof of insurance. Yep. It's the biggest thing. Proof that their company's been open longer than a few months. You know, you see that as well, too. Um, and that's all about researching that company. In two seconds, you should be able to pull up your phone and Google and just start typing their company name and hit enter. And it should come up all over the place if they are a company that's been around for a while that has roots. You brought up Air Quality Assessors, my company, AQA. It does have five-star review. We've, we've been open about 10 years. You know, we, we have tons of, uh, of, of, of media out there that you can research and say, okay, this is a legit company. Um, and we're on Better Business Bureau and have an A-plus rating there. And again, that's that's something that you need to take in consideration. If they cannot prove that to you at the door, you should tell them to, you should tell them to move on. Yep. And if they're trying to force you to sign on the spot, this, in my opinion, is one that you're going to want to run away from. Hey, there's a special deal. They're offering you something. It's just if you do it right now. That, to me, is somebody that screams desperation. It's not someone that's working based on the quality and craftsmanship. They're, they're, they're trying to force a sale, and there's a reason for that. Immediately, my yellow flag is going up. I tell any client that I work with, if you've got sales reps out there that are pushing this now or never, it's not the way to do business. Right. No, I, I agree. And the wherewithal, right, is like, are they a company that is just a broker? You know, so a broker roofing company is this. It's They are nothing more than a, um, a door knocking marketing company, right? So these brokers, they'll go out, they'll knock on doors, they'll sell roofs and they'll collect the money and they, and they, they don't even have a repair type uh, within their company, repair guys, anything like that. They're just a really, they're just a marketing company. So you need to be wary of that for sure. The question is, I I would ask them is like, oh, do you guys build your own roofs in, in-house? Do you have the crews in-house? And I think one thing we want to talk about after the break is the effects of the new uh, immigration laws to the state of Florida, finding uh, adequate workers uh, to be the ones that are rebuilding your roof. And that's important to know and to talk about because there are 
roofing owners right now that are saying, man, because of this new law change, my crews are going to be scattering all over the place or doubling the amount in which they're charging because they know that it's a risk for them to be here in the States when OSHA can show up on their job anytime and ask for their uh, immigration details, which is scary. You know, they should all be, you know, uh, legal uh, here and have legal work permits. But let's be honest, you know, when a big job pops up, these contracting crews, they bring in folks that are that, that, that don't have the uh, the green cards or the first name of, of this guy is Maria, you know, but their picture matches up, you know. So it's like, ah, you know, so, you know, that stuff happens on these job sites. So that's something that's going to that's going to really be a problem here. I'm, I'm talking about both sides, right, because you want everything to be legal. You want everything to be right. But let's be honest here. I mean, you know, uh, Texas, California, everything, every state that neighbors uh, uh, Mexico are getting these workers and they're getting the workers. Uh, cheap um, and uh, so listen we'll, we'll, we'll talk about there uh, that after the break here how those immigration laws are going to affect uh, roof building here in the state of Florida we'll be right back with contractor talk with Richie Kidwell All right, and welcome back to the show. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell live every Saturday right here, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on iHeartRadio News Talk, 94.1 Orlando and 5.40 a.m. every Saturday right here. I'm so excited to have this show with you guys here on iHeart. We switched over from Florida Man, and we're here full-time on iHeartRadio. Thanks, guys, for listening uh, to this show, hanging out through the break, giving some thanks to our sponsors. And uh, we're back on topic here. Uh, we've got some guests here. What I like to do is I, I, I like I like to mediate the show. And so I, I'm a contractor on the side that specializes in insurance type of losses. And I want to ensure that you guys, the listeners uh, here, the consumers in the state of Florida know what's happening, know, uh, can have an inclination before uh, they have a claim that they have to file in their home. There's a lot of information that we bring to you guys. And it's important that you guys not only hear from me, but also from the guests here that also do other things uh, within this industry to help folks out. Uh, We have Hans Kennan with Morgan & Morgan today. Uh, And we have Patrick Carr with the, I call it the Patrick Carr show. He comes with the, uh, the experience of being with roofing companies and contractors dealing with homeowners directly. So um, we we did talk in our first segment about the law change that has a big effect on uh, the way that contracts are work between uh, are working between insureds and the insurer. No matter what. Uh, type of insurance that we're talking about. We had a major law change in December of last year that just focused on property damage, prevailing party attorney's fees for property instances only. It left alone auto, it left alone medical and life insurance, all that stuff until they had another crack at it again on major, uh, on our uh, legislative session this year. And on May, uh, March 24th of this year, House Bill 837 was signed by our governor who has been paid $100 million to push this through, in my opinion. Um, and so this is now, we're dealing with this. And from what I heard, Hans, is that there are already discussions from constitutional attorneys that are going to look at the uh, ability to challenge some of these things in here because it's you know, 130 plus or 100 plus year case law about 130 years this case law has been in intact in our in our in our Florida legislative or in our Florida uh, Supreme Court case that solidified um, that the consumer doesn't have the same footing financial footing as a billion dollar insurance company when they have a dispute against each other they need to be able to hire you and not have to pay out of pocket to hire you to go against them. So um, 
that did bring up a, a, a topic that we just were talking about before the last break about the immigration law that just changed. Um, and Hans, if you can talk about that immigration bill, and I think that's effective July 1st, or is it effective now? It's July 1. <laughs> a little bit early there, Joe. But uh, but the immigration... It's like in a movie Whiplash. I don't know if he's early or late. I can't right. remember which, which one it is. Genius is right on time. I guess so. a couple of things. Um, one of which is when we're talking about, about people coming to knock on their door for roof inspections and having to do some diligence. That's what you should... Come on, knock on my door. See, uh, that's when you should bring in the, uh, the funny... Jesus. Anyway, Wait. Sorry. Oh, oh, that's not my knock on my door. You know. Duh. Yeah, it sounds a lot like. For you. No, oh, not. that's not it. That's oh, I'll anyway, have to find that. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, and not to overstate folks who knock on your door and compare them to make unfair comparisons, um, but but my view of the folks who come to your door, if you've done some research or you want to let them inspect your roof, it, it, to me it's like going to the doctor. If you don't go to the doctor, you may never know you're sick. How many times have you heard someone go, man, I went to the doctor and I felt fine. And oh my God, they told me I have this or that or this or that. If no one goes and inspects your property after an event, you don't know you have a problem. You really, you probably don't because I don't spend time on my roof anymore as you've gotten older. Right. A lot Not of folks either. don't do that. And so how do you know you have a problem unless someone looks at it? It's like going to the doctor. If you don't go to the doctor, you you're like, hey, I feel great. And all of a sudden something catastrophic happens. It's, it's very much of that ounce of prevention, pound of cure saying, that if someone goes up and looks at your roof more immediately after a storm and detects a problem, that that it can be diagnosed and then fixed by repair or replacement of the roofing system, then you've protected the rest of your home. And don't mm-hmm. and no, no, never forget, you let your roof get in too bad a shape and you have a loss, the insurer's gonna come back and say, wear, tear, maintenance, you fail to maintain it, and you have a duty, a duty, an obligation to mitigate damage. One way you mitigate damage is by keeping your home in good repair. Mm-hmm. So if you want to like, say, well, I don't know, maybe there's a problem from the storm, but I don't want to know and I'll put my head in the sand. And then a year later, you have a loss and your roof caves in or your ceilings cave in and they're going to come out and they're going to send an engineer who's going to go, that place was a mess. Oh my God, I can't believe it, it stood this long. Mm-hmm. Sir, you failed to maintain your property and you failed to mitigate your damage. We're not going to cover the roof because you, you failed to maintain them. We're not gonna cover the inside because of the failure to maintain the roof. So people come to your door, again, not, not to make, necessarily make them the same as your cardiologist, but, but as far as the health of your home, you need someone to look at the property and tell you if you have a problem early. Mm-hmm. We, we, all, we all know when it, when it happens late, right? Something, you know, your roof falls in, you have a heart attack. Yeah. You, you know when that happens, but you probably could have prevented it with a, with a little bit of prevention. And right. guys who come to your door can provide those those types of similar services. Right, and if they're not knocking on your door, I think, I think it's good for you to do your research and get it checked out every every several years. I mean, to your point about the doctor, what is it? If you're, when you're over 40, God dang it, uh, like, like I am, then every five years you're supposed to, whatever it is, Let's say every several years you're supposed to go. In this instance, let's have somebody come to your home every two years. We talked about that before, and I think that's an adequate amount of time every two years to have an inspection done. There are many companies offer free building inspections. It don't have to be just roof inspections. Sure. Uh, Air Quality Assessors AQA has a has a uh, an engineering department. Would be happy to come take a look. Uh, you can give us a call eight four four call AQA or go online order aqareport.com. We'll be happy to check it out. But uh, there is other folks that you can call you can call roofing companies general contractors that specialize in storm damage and and if you call them instead of waiting on somebody to knock on your door if 
you call them, if it's been more than two years since you have your house looked at, I'm telling you, put in free storm damage uh, building evaluation in Google and your city, I'm telling you, you'll find many good quality companies that'll come out and give you a free evaluation. Now, um, and we, we talked about that uh, uh, briefly about House Bill 837. <clears throat> I do want to talk about the impacts of that uh, immigration bill. Sure. I haven't gotten into it much, um, but how would that affect? I, I know there's some scenarios we talked offline, you know, about these you know, uh, unfortunate situations where in July 1st, after this immigration law comes in, that uh, from my very weak understanding of it is that OSHA can come by these these sites and just automatically, you know, uh, inspect uh, and, and look for identification and green cards and all, and all that stuff sure. from the workers <clears throat> on these sites. It'd be very much like, like those World War II films. They'll go, your papers, please. Hmm. Hmm. These are suspect. Take them away. <clears throat> it's very much like that. Um, historically, um, roofing contractors could utilize what's called an I-9, which basically is you, you show up and you say, tell me what you talked about. If everything looks okay, they're, they're entitled, the employer was entitled to rely upon the representation of the person who said, you know what? That's me. I'm here legal. All those things. And the employer was, was not bound to do anything more than that. Um, the right. new bill requires you to use E-Verify, which is a much different, much deeper dive into who folks are. And if you have people who don't pass E-Verify and then you continue to allow them to work, I remember Pat and I were talking about the exact the, the, the exact numbers, um, but you can end up having your, your license on probation for a year. You can otherwise potentially have it revoked for a period of time or revoked forever. As the number of employees you have go up that are illegal, the sanctions that the state can levy against you by showing up at the workplace uh, obviously go up. So this is one of the things where the government is really no longer responsible for compliance. They're pushing what I call an unfunded mandate. They're pushing the employer now has to go do uh, INS's work or ICE's work and go, all right, sir, well, okay, well, I can't trust your I-9. I have to do E-Verify, which has a time, has a cost to, to staff administration. So basically they've pushed, the, the governor's pushed the responsibility of compliance with immigration to the employer or the employer risks the, risks the sanction. And all they're trying to do is build a house. I mean, you asked about the impact. Um, I think Pat had said um, about 20% of the crews have already left Florida. And I can tell you it's supply and demand. Um, I don't know if anyone knows anyone who does any roofing, but typically there's a lot of guys who are not, who are not who are not ostensibly white middle middle aged men up there doing the work. Uh, and the question now comes down to well, who's going to enforce that? Is now the employer? Um, and it's just supply and demand. Is if there's less guys to do it, then it's going to cost more. Right. And already we're dealing with inflation. We're dealing with. Um, uh, lack of uh, uh, products, you know, I mean, roofing products are out weeks and weeks, months in some scenarios. Um, and now this is just going to add another hardship uh, uh, to it. For and, consumer, yeah. And yeah. I, I, well, when we come back, I want to just talk about some of the motivation for the bill. Okay. All right. So that, uh, along with House Bill 837 that went through the, the immigration, so many different major bills, along with tort reform, went through this legislative session. We'll talk about that. We'll pick the ball back up here after the break with Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be right back. 
All right, and we are back live here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, live every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio News Talk Orlando, 94.1 FM and 5.40 AM. And if you're driving through right now and you're starting to hear a little bit of static on the FM dial, switch on over to 5.40 AM or just go to iHeartRadio. Download that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you search for News Talk Orlando, 94.1, and you'll be able to stream us live right from your device. Um, So thanks again for joining us uh, through the break or staying with us through the break. Uh, Great uh, uh, guest with you today. Great topics uh, for you guys uh, here on this radio dial. Uh, We Just a recap, we talked about uh, some of the legislative uh, bills that went through, um, the tort reform bills, and also the immigration bill that's going to be effective July 1st of this year and how that impacts not only us, the contractors, but how it impacts you, the consumer, and how that's going to raise prices uh, when it comes to replacing your roof after July. And even we're starting to see those effects now. Uh, we have a guest here today, Patrick Carr, the Patrick Carr Show, and uh, he can talk directly to this. I mean, you know, and you've already talked to some of, what's going on, Pat? Woo, bringing, bringing your own uh, uh, applause with you. This is great. But um, the, uh, the the some of the roofing owners you've talked to already, they're talking about some of these crews are already um, are vacating Florida because of just the news of this law change, even though it's not effective till July 1st. But uh, to Han's point, they're making they're putting that burden on to the uh, to the the owner of the roofing company. And so what, what have you heard so far with these roofing companies and what the impact is going to be to the consumer? It's not only what I've heard, Richie, it's what I've seen. So one of the largest roofing companies, I'm going to leave it unnamed. Um, when this bill was signed, I believe it was July 10th, Hans, right around the same time Title 42 ended. Um, the next day, this particular roofer had a meeting with all of his people. Well, not July this year. We haven't hit there yet. I'm so. sorry. Um, it was May, May 10th. May, May 10th. May, okay. And it goes into effects. But Got it. on the next day, had a conversation with all of his crews, um, and 10 people left after that meeting. Um, and they said, not doing it. It's not worth it to me right now. Um, and I think you're not only going to see this, Richie. I know we talk a lot about uh, the blue collar world here, but let's not forget about hospitality as well. You know, we're based here in Orlando. The people who who make these rooms happen in a lot of these hotels, um, and I would caution individuals, and I've cautioned them on my show, to to separate the world we wish we lived in from the world we actually do live in. And I know we all would love to have Americans everywhere. Everyone's legal, and that's the world that we live in, and, and it's perfect. But that's not the world that we have. And what you're going to see here, in my opinion, is that we have a problem that was created, and there really wasn't a problem to solve that I can see here. And like you've pointed out and Hans has, the honest has now been put on the employer. And that employer now is taking on an immense amount of responsibility when already, I mean, if you're a small business owner out there in Florida, Richie, you know this with your company, and I know Hans and Morgan Morgan works with so many. I mean, when are you going to catch a break as a small business owner? I mean, every time you turn around right now in the trades, you got another, you got another, you know, somebody else, another restriction, another law, Richie. Um, and so I, I think that it's it's, important, it's a lot though. to keep up with. It's it, a lot really to keep is. up with. But last thing I'll say is it's really important to distinguish the world we all wish we lived in from the reality that is on the ground. 
Um, and yeah. I, I think and I know what you're talking tough. about. I mean, because it's going to have some real effects on us. I mean, you know, these guys that did come in, that did fill out an I-9, um, you know, whether they did it legally or not, or they're worried about their paperwork not sticking because it's not, you know, all the way through yet, or it's in process, but it's not all the way finalized. That, that could be some problem. But in the meantime, they're working here. Um, you know, they're getting paid so they can send money back to their families. And, you know, that's been all of my experiences with you know some of the folks that I've I've dealt with that have, that have come from Mexico that have families back there um, and they did come here to work and they came here on a work permit and sometimes there's some issues you know with that and in the meantime what do they do you know so they're still working uh, and still providing for their families but you're right sometimes this now with this coming through and and harsher penalties and because before it used to be uh, to where if there was a problem with their paperwork they would get they, they would get deported. And uh, next week, they're back because they got their paperwork fixed and all this other stuff. Now, what they're talking about doing is imprisoning these people, actually processing well, and, them. And imprisoning the employer. The um, criminal charges against the employer. employer. Like the owner not, of the company. I mean, yeah, not just the, the immigrants themselves, but actually arresting the employer for not having full compliance with a government edict for which they receive no payment for doing the government's job. And that's and that's going to be a targeted. You know, we know that our and it's and it's unfortunate because you know I was part of uh, you know the the suit filed against Senate Bill seventy six, uh, which is a huge impact. It was signed uh, a year and a half, two years ago. That would and that has put these type of what I know is unconstitutional regulations for roofers, saying like you have to tell the homeowner certain things. You uh, you have to have uh, certain uh, words on your advertisements when you leave it at the door. It's, it's uh, all First Amendment issues. Absolutely. On that, on that. You know, but but if you're there knocking on a door saying, uh, here's, uh, I'm trying to sell you a vacuum cleaner, or or you're knocking on the door saying, hey, vote for me instead of this guy, it's perfectly legal, even if you offer something of value for it, right? You know, but they carved it out to where it said, if you're a roofer, uh, then then you can't do that, or you get a $10,000 fine and a third degree felony. And Again, against the contractor. Against the contractor. Right. Not the consumer, not not you know. Even the consumer plays ball and they pay and they do everything. It's still the contractors want to pay. And the reason why the state of Florida did that is so they can pick and choose who they want to who they want to pick on. Who you know what? Uh, who's causing us problems here? Oh, this roofer is. Let's go after them and we just build these laws. So they're not going to go after everybody infringing it. They're going to go after their targets, and that's what's unfortunate. I mean, one thing I want to speak about is, is I think as Pat mentioned that this bill is once again was a bill with no crisis. Um, right. The purpose of the bill was obviously um, the immigration or the uh, I'm sorry immigration bill mm-hmm. that, that the governor wants to run for president and he's he he wants to be against Joe Biden he says Joe Biden's soft on immigration Title 42 which was a COVID enacted um, immigration bill that that kind of sped up the process um, of people being being sent back out was going to end so the bill came up as similar as a, as a political move for, so DeSantis could say this is the toughest immigration bill in the United States. We're good Floridians. We put it in place to protect national security and protect the, the good citizens. All the, it's, it's a political grandstand. So the unintended consequence of the bill is that it's going to drive up. And let's say he leaves, wins president. What happens in Florida is every consumer's costs just went up. He's gone on a national platform, doesn't care about Florida anymore, doesn't have to. 
And you can say, oh, I passed the bill in Florida to make people safe. Well, I mean, one of the tenets of the bill is national national security. Like the dude who puts on my roof or the guy, or the lady who makes my bed when I go to a hotel, that's a national security concern. Well, I'll tell you this, and for, for people that got on Pat's website, like, yeah, it's about time. Trust me, Americans are not competing for those jobs. Like the, the, there's no shortage of, of employment opportunities. And I haven't seen a bunch, of middle, a, bunch, a bunch of middle-aged white guys standing up going, I want to become a roofer. And that, and I, and I am, I'm a middle-aged white guy. And I'm telling you, I'm not looking to do that work and I'm glad people are willing to do it. But the unintended consequence of this bill was I'm going to use it to help become elected president with no concern for the consumers or the cost, the cost out of their pocket to the employer who has to now do all this work or the consumer now has to bear the brunt of finding someone. I mean, this isn't just, I'm just going to pay more. That's right. one, one thing to That's say, one, well, look, I'll right. pay more. I got to find somebody to do the work. Right. And, I, and I, I would suggest to you that 20% of people That's are compliant. You know, yeah, that, and, that is compliant. Right. And to be that compliant, that you've already talked about that, but the cost is going to be so much more. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be incredible. And, and, you know, and with these policies now that have ACVs on it, you know, we're going to get replacement cost value out of it. It's just going to be a cluster. Well, Richie, it's not tough up at economics. That's what I'm seeing from my roofing contractors. The other subcontracting crews know that other crews are walking off and not able to do the work now. And so they're going so to the, the contractors and saying, hey, I want 15 to 20 percent more because my crews are E-verified. Who's that cost going to be passed along to? The consumer, the middle class homeowner who can barely afford to pay their roof right now. You better tack on six to seven thousand dollars onto that because the price of putting that roof is immediately going up right now. So, would you then suggest to the listeners right now, if they're on the fence on on putting on a new roof, retail insurance, whatever, um, then I, I would say, would you suggest they do it before July first? They do it before July first, Richie, and also because of the new laws that were eight thirty seven and some of the others, you've got to get it now, especially if your policy now is covering those attorney fees for that you've got to get that roof looked at now richie yeah to, to patrick's point if you have a policy that was born before december 16 2022 then you have a year to where if you do have a conflict between you and your insurance carrier um that if you have a claim within there you have prevailing party attorney's fees that's what he's saying there so all right so we'll clarify some things uh we've got a couple more segments here on contractor talk with richie kidwell we're gonna take a break give some thanks to our sponsors we'll be right back here on contractor talk with richie kidwell don't go anywhere All right, and we're back live on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, live right here on iHeartRadio, News Talk Orlando, 94.1 FM, 540 AM, right here every Saturday, 12 PM to 2 PM. Thanks so much for joining us through the break here. Um, wanted to bring back up the topic. These segments go by so fast. Um, we're, we're here with our special guest, uh, Hans Kennett with Morgan & Morgan and Patrick Carr with the Patrick Carr Show. Um, we're talking about the uh, some of the bills that just went through with our uh, current legislative session. Um, and we wanted to continue talking about that. Well, it, it's a very important topic, especially as we've had a law change here in Florida on the immigration uh, bill that just passed in May. Uh, it's going to go into effect, the law change effect in July 1st and moving forward. And so it's important that you guys understand what the, what the implications that's going to be on you, uh, the consumer, when it re- relates to finding an adequate provider for replacing your roof. You know, the 
type of crews that they're working on, uh, they're working with uh, to, to get your roof back to uh, pre-loss condition if it was an insurance claim or to a space to where you're just timing out on your life uh, span. My suggestion is because of all these bills going through, the price is going to continue to go up, just like we saw with this fake insurance crisis. And they said, oh, the prices are going to go down. The prices are not going down anytime soon. Uh, but we are hoping that they will. But this is not what the case, especially with this law change. The prices for roof, uh, roof replacements are going to go up. And that's because of the lack of the crews, the uh, the law changes in immigration, um, all have to do with that, as well as just the unavailability of these uh, of, of a lot of these uh, supplies. So how that all ties in um, is uh, is important for you guys to hear. And so Hans, you wanted to uh, touch on the uh, the immigration portion. Yeah, just a couple of things. One of which is that if you travel across state lines to come here to do work. Now, a lot of folks travel across state lines to do work every day. People go, go from Florida to Georgia, <clears throat> Florida to Alabama and the Panhandle. But under this new bill, if, if you come up, basically if you cross state lines, the employer, again, can be held liable for essentially, it becomes a man act, M-A-N-N was the federal law, but the human trafficking law. They actually make bring in, if you, if you say, hey, there's five guys in Alabama um, I'm going to bring across state lines to do a roof for me in Florida. That becomes a human trafficking violation, uh, which, <laughs> which is because people are trying to look to make money. Uh, you know, you, the Man Act was essentially taking typically minors and, and women across state lines and things like that. So they've kind of expanded that where people travel across the state line, they can be held held liable. The employer can be held liable for human trafficking now, just bringing guys who want to maybe come to make money doing some roofing. And one thing to, to Pat's point, when some of his, his listeners, I, I think they, I think that they are somewhat misguided when they say, "Well, good. Now that we have less immigrants, it's more like America." Well, we talk about the world we, <clears throat> we want to live in. Well, the world we want to live in is one where we don't have to do jobs we don't want to do. Right. Well, I mean, let's I mean, just that, take- that, that, That's the best job, right? The best job is saying, "You know what? <clears throat> I don't have to do that. My kid doesn't have to do that." But there's a group of folks who are willing to do it. That is exactly the world that we would yeah. want. The world that we live in is a melting pot of of that's what Americans are. You know, I mean, and uh, is it's just a melting pot of all. I mean, none of us were actually from here. You know, unless you're a pilgrim or something. I don't know, but uh, my <laughs> my history doesn't go that back that far. But from uh, you know, we are a melting pot from so many different countries. To your point, I mean, there are there there are folks that that uh, that that want to do this. We we I know many crews uh, that are going there absolutely thrilled uh, to be doing what they're doing um, and but now they're being uh, attacked because they, they they went to the part of, of getting their their work visas and those types of things and we're adding these other layers that some business owners might not understand uh, the law change happens so fast and how they're going to try to comprehend that like you said that sounds very scary if you were telling me that hey the crews that you have if they're not all the way you verified and all that you could go to jail if you told me that I would freak out well actually it even goes a step further than that that where let's just say you did bring them across state lines, okay? You as a, you as an owner, the great example of this is Hurricane Ian or a big storm. Hans, if I'm not mistaken, it talks about harboring an individual that is undocumented, knowingly harboring an individual. So mm. this means so if you, you put have, them up in here in Florida, you, you put them up in a hotel here in Florida after a major storm, and then you know something happens to where OSHA comes by, whatever it might be, you as a business owner now could be liable for that individual. It goes through some language about knowingly or could you should have known that that individual. Um, but harboring that Not kind of person. turning in a legal I-9. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean what, what I know, you talk about knowing, what I know is I have 
client, if I'm in that business, I have clients who want their roof fixed. You know, I've never had anyone come out come out on any jobs that I've been with clients of mine and go, hey, wait a minute. No one gets on my, my roof until you show me your I-9 or show me your passport or show me your birth certificate. I mean, people go, oh, thank God, the roofing crew's here. They're going to fix my house so it doesn't leak anymore. I mean, again, this is the crisis that didn't exist. No one's complaining about the guy who does block, my irrigation guy, the roofing guy. No one's like, this is an outrage. They're not school shooters. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, for national security, they're, they're not, they're, they're here because <clears throat> they make a better living here than they can. And there was a lot of discussion where, where folks from Central America, the, Me- the, the Mexican population was coming here. So folks from, from farther south, the Belize's, and the Colombia's, the El Salvador's, were going to Mexico illegally because they got better jobs in Mexico than they did in their own place. So the migration is not just Mexico or other countries to the United States. The, everyone along that whole, that whole peninsula there, everyone's coming up, moving up because they can get a better job in Mexico than they can get in El Salvador. Mexicans come here because they get a better job here. Um, everyone, at the end of the day, I mean, there's always bad apples, man, and we all know that. But generally speaking, all people are trying to do is provide for, a, for themselves and their family. And I can tell you, the lady who cleaned my house for years built her own little house in Colombia. We used to give her bags of clothes and she would ship them back and send money every week. I mean, uh, again, my irrigation guy, I don't think he's a sleeper cell. You know, I don't, I don't think he's going to gonna suddenly break out and, and plant a nuclear weapon somewhere. He's going to come fix my irrigation and take care of his family. Hey, Richard, I have one other thing to add to that. If we're going to go after, if, if Ron DeSantis and those people, you know, the, let's just call it, I'm going to call it the far right, who's at least attacked me on my show. Um, you know, here's my thing. These are the wrong people to go after. I mean, the person who's lazy, sitting at home, collecting the government check. That, well, to, that, to your it, point, there was no crisis. There was no, but the guy who's on top of a roof. I mean, if you go out there and watch that person for five minutes in Florida oh, and you say, you want to go after that son of a gun, let me tell you, that's the wrong guy to go after. The, <laughs> the, people, you're want, the people you're talking about, I'll be the first one in line picking in with you that, hey, listen, they need to go. But these are not your people. These are, these are hardworking. Fam- they're providing for their family. This is the wrong group for DeSantis to go after, and I agree with Hans. This is a political stunt, and there's going to be unintended consequences for good business what, what, owners. And what's good interesting people. too going on with Pat is that is that the bill should say if you're not working, yes, we're going to kick you. Yeah, I mean, if you it, can't pr- show proof, proof of, of employment. Of yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just, I mean, you're sitting all of a sudden, well, wait a minute, the bill should say, if you can show like a W-2, you, you get to stay. If you can't, yeah. then you got to go. I, I mean, love that. Pay stuff. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, that, yeah. uh, it should not say employer, it should say unemployed. Yes. Unemployed, you got to go. You got employed, you're on a roof. We're going to come out, OSHA's going to come out and go, that guy's on a roof. He's staying, baby. We that's the guy we need. That's the guy we want to stay here in yeah. Florida. You know, we need to get the guys that are couch surfing, not doing anything at all, and robbing people at night so they can support them. You know, that's totally different. So I I, I think that this is uh yeah, I mean, right? But uh, but but it's for real though. I mean, you know, the the folks that I've known that are hardworking guys is it, just exactly that. They come here, they work for three months at a time, or however many, you know, a month or two to three months uh, is about the longest I've heard. And they, they send all their money back home. They go back home, make sure their family's good for a little bit, a week or two, come back, and and, and they keep those cycles. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you say, an opportunity to come to America where there this is the land of opportunity, you know. And now they're saying, well, no, let's cut that down to where you the uh the now the business owner is is going to have to be the one to enforce this and you can actually do what you do is you force people who are working into the shadows 
you actually take him from employed and working and benefiting all of us to put him, make him unemployed and hide in the shadows. Would that take him off a of W two and now on ten ninety nine? Because it's like you know, do they make him subcontractors? So they can be like, whoa. Now you sub you need to go get your own insurance. Yes. You need to go get your own and be your own entity. Yes, Richie. And not only that, but there is t- under 25 employees is going to be the key to what they're doing. I've already seen roofing contractors doing this. They are now taking, they're breaking everything up to under 25 employees and doing it subbing through different, through different subcontractors. And this is, this is not good for homeowners. It's not good for quality of work. This is, this is not, they're going to find a way around it. Don't get me wrong. But it's not going to be good for the end consumer, Rich. No, no, it's not going to help prices go down, which is this fake price is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about relieving consumers from paying so much in insurance premiums and to save consumers from having to pay so much to replace their roof. Um, Sorry. So we'll pick that back up here after the break on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, we're back live on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, live every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio News Talk Orlando, 94.1 FM, 540 AM, right here on this beautiful new network, new to us on iHeartRadio. Thanks again for joining us through the break, or staying with us through the break, and joining us through these uh, full two hours here with Contractor Talk, bringing consumer information from a contractor's perspective uh, to you guys here listening uh, in the audience audience, uh, I was going to say in the listening uh, range, which we have found more range here uh, well in this radio network than we did on our prior network. So again, thanks for guys for joining us here about six weeks into this show on iHeartRadio. Uh, so still kind of new, still working out the uh, the bugs here. Uh, but again, check us out on our Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell on Facebook. You go there. Uh, we're also streaming on YouTube, Spotify, and a couple other uh, streaming uh, podcast uh, segments or we segment our podcast and push them out uh, online for you guys to view as well. So if you have questions or a certain topic you want to be talked about on Saturday, we record on Tuesday or Wednesday before Saturday. So shoot us those questions on our Facebook page. We'll be happy to bring up that topic or to answer your question live uh, on the radio here. So again, um, I wanted to, uh, or excuse me, I wanted to pick up where we left off. We were talking about that. Several of the bills that went through on our legislative session uh, uh, in the state of Florida every other year it switches it starts in january one year the next year it starts in march and the january march January. this one started in march uh of 2023 and 60 days of grueling uh, uh, changes. There was thousands of bills that were filed. A couple hundred went through. One of the first ones that was signed by the governor was House Bill 837 that re- that reached in and just pulled out a 130-year case law that says that you, the consumer, have prevailing party attorney's fees if your insurer did you wrong, which did not pay you for the amount that they should have out of your policy. Well, now you have to pay your own attorney, your own experts, uh, and to try to get the money that you should have gotten already when you have a medical uh, a dispute, when you have a, a life insurance dispute, a property damage dispute, and now even an auto dispute, you know, they took everything away uh, from us all because the insurance lobby, in my opinion, gave, well, not my opinion that it happened, but $100 million showed up in the account for uh, Governor DeSantis, who then, in my opinion, who said, you know what, let's screw all the consumers here in the state of Florida for $100 bucks so I can use that money to run for 
president. So, and he effectively did that. He is now dictator uh, uh, DeSantis, unfortunately, uh, governor that I voted for uh, both times. But I did drive my wife up to vote for the opponent there because I was so pissed. But uh, uh, but we need some major changes here uh, in the state of Florida. We need a major change on this election, which I'm super excited for um, on on new guard. Uh, we need a new CFO for our state of Florida. But Jimmy Patronis, with his whole background being as is this, I ran my family's fish restaurant in in Panama City. That's how he ran, and I still don't know how he got the popular vote. I still don't know how he did that, running a fish restaurant out of Panama City. Uh, now he's screwing every single consumer. He didn't get as much as uh, uh, DeSantis did. He only got about $3.5 million from the insurance companies who he's supposed to be regulating, which there's so much shenanigans right now in the state of Florida that I can't even I can't even like really put this out to you without cussing. It's just it's just a mosh pit of, of, of a mess up uh, I, I okay. I'm going to move on because all right. But um, what we are left with is what we want to talk to you about. Some major tort reform bill went through on 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 March 24th, and then we had an immigration bill that was signed in May that makes that big uh, uh, effective date July 1st of this year. And we talked about the last couple segments about the impacts that's going to be here for consumers where that guy on your roof or the crew on your roof uh, is now has to go through a couple other steps in which now the amount of money that you're going to pay for that roof is expected to go up. It is expected to go up again in July. And the reasons are because of these law changes here. So, but to, but to recap Hans, if you don't mind just kind of recapping uh, uh, that bill there and the effects of the the bill 837 and and what the consumers can do now or what to expect and and both relations to, you know, to, to the roof and, 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 and also to hiring an attorney and any type of conflict they might have against their insurer. Sure. I'm under bill 837. Well, you mentioned there were two bills, one impacts property insurance, which went into effect December 16th of 2022. Uh, the uh, other bill, um, uh, eliminating att- attorney's fees um, for all other insurance claims, uh, went into effect on March 24th of this year. Essentially what that means is that, um, that for 28 years I've been a lawyer, and 28 years I've told people, don't worry about the money. You'll get all the money under your policy that you're owed, and the insurer will pay me separately. Well, that's been now turned on its head, um, and now the legislature and the governor decided that you, as the consumer, should pay me for the, the, for, for the privilege of representing you to get money that you were already owed. Um, and that's really the, the problem we have with it. There are a couple of challenges we talked about potentially um, regarding that, that passing of the law that, that puts the onus of paying uh, your lawyer on you um, instead of the insurer paying it if I can prevail on your case. And those two things are, are, are constitutional issues. One's called denial of access to courts, that by taking away the prevailing the, the, the right to have your attorney's fees paid by the insurer, that will make a lot of people not want to go proceed against the insurer because you have to pay out of your pocket and or out of the proceeds, which you did not have to do before. So if, if it makes it so onerous that you constitutionally can't get to the can't afford to get to the courthouse, um, that would be called denial of access to courts. The corollary to that is a concept called equal protection, which is that the insurer has an, it has plenty of money that they can defend, 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 or as I like to say here, uh, um, d- d- um, deny, deny, delay, defend. Um, delay, which, deny, defend. I think that's the way that they do it, too. That, they delay you, they delay, and then they deny you. 
And then they'll start defending. Yeah, I mean, so we've kind of flipped it around a little bit. It used to be, oh, <laughs> used to be, <laughs> they delay, then now they now they now they just de- deny and then delay. Well, really, they start off with defense. I think that was yes. one point that I thought was very interesting that you brought up is that as soon as a claim is filed, or you can say it much better than me. Sure, sure. Um, what happens? We'll be fine. We go into litigation, and I'll request the claim file of the insurer, their notes and things relating to the adjustment of your claim. And they and the insurers will not provide that information to me, and they'll use what's called a claims file privilege. And the claims file privilege, which doesn't really exist in Florida, but it kind of is kind of floating around out there, basically says that if the information in the claim file is is um, is prepared in anticipation of litigation, then you're not allowed to get the file. And I, I when this first came up years ago, and I said to the judge, I said, Judge, what they're saying is the day my client makes a claim, everything they do in the file regarding the adjustment of my client's claim cannot be turned over to me because they're anticipating litigation on the first day. It was my understanding that your insurer has essentially a fiduciary relationship to treat you in good faith and not act in bad faith, but now they can protect all their notes, all their inspections, everything they do, they don't have to turn over ever because they're going to say, well, Mr. Smith, the day you called us and said, hi, my roof fell in, can you help me? They're anticipating a litigation, which means they anticipate that litigation because they know they're going to not pay you and they know they're going to get sued because they're going to deny your claim, underpay your claim, or treat you poorly and want to protect that information. That's that's wild. I mean, that's something that uh, that, that I saw, that I thought was very interesting. You know, a claim is filed, they're already in defense mode, they're already privileged uh, documents that are created that they don't want to share with you. Now, but there was a bill that did pass that is uh, that they called it the Insurance Accountability Bill. Uh, I believe that was uh, Senate Bill 7052. And that well, was- one, one thing real quick, but I can go back one, one sure. second on a privilege. <clears throat> so what that means, unfortunately, people call me all the time and uh, they'll say, well, Mr. Ken, I want to hire you. And I go, when, when was your claim? A year ago, a year and a half ago. And I go, where you been? And they say, well, we, we were, it's, our, it's our insurer, so we were waiting for them to make a decision. We, we kept waiting for them to do the right thing. So under my example before, when they're anticipating litigation on day one, you have to treat them not, not purely as an adversary. You have to cooperate. You do whatever they ask, whatever they want, documents, whatever. But you have to look at them as not, no longer being the good neighbor, the good friend, the piece of the rock, all that stuff. They're someone who, who you are essentially working with to assist you, but you can't put blind faith in them. You simply can't. Right, right. And, and I think it's important to know, I mean, you know, most people do think they're in good hands. Uh, they have a good neighbor. All of that stuff uh, is continually played uh, on billions of dollars of advertisements from these large carriers who seemingly are the worst on paying out claims. And I think it's obvious that they spend all their money in marketing and they rest of their money on defending adequate claims. And it's, un- it's absolutely unfortunate. But um, that's how the insurance market got into the trouble that they got into to begin with. So uh, just hang out throughout the break. We're going to give some thanks to our sponsors. We'll be right back on Contractor Talk. All right, we're back and we're live here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell live every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio. News Talk, Orlando 94.1 FM. 
5.40 a.m. on this brand new radio station for us. And we're about six weeks in. Super excited to be with you guys every Saturday. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We were on a different uh, radio network before. We were streaming in the Central Florida area. Now we're upgraded to a bigger radio dial on iHeartRadio. If you're listening to us now and it's just kind of out of focus, in and out of uh, your driving uh, experience, then go download the iHeartRadio app and just simply go to News Talk Orlando 94.1 FM and you'll be able to stream us live Saturdays every, or excuse me, every Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. All right, guys, um, exciting uh, show for you guys today. A lot of information to give to you. As you've heard, our uh, our, our in-house counsel, our live, or excuse me, our uh, our main source of uh, of legal information, Hans Kennan with Morgan & Morgan. There you go. I was actually waiting for that. Bing, bing. Um, and so he's always a great resource for us, and, and I thank him for joining us on the show. He had a skedaddle a little bit early, but again, I want to kind of pigtail off of what the information he brought to us and trying to get through some of these law changes that we just uh, heard about what's coming effective on July 1st. And one of them being that immigration bill that we were talking a lot about, about how those impacts would be um, on consumers, uh, on roofing companies. And, and it's interesting to know that with this new law includes uh, exposure for owners of these uh, of these roofing companies. And um, my guest today, Patrick Carr, the Patrick Carr Show, he has first knowledge and experience dealing with these type of roof claims being in the last uh, uh, company you worked with years ago and having first hand knowledge with these consumers that are dealing with these roof claims ma- major differences between then and now and how it's being looked at it, the prices it just have gone through the roof, not only for insurance premiums and that fake crisis that started last year that started all this because they're trying to point a finger at a certain group. They're like, it's the roofers. Uh, it's, it's the attorneys. It's, 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 uh, it's everybody, but them, you know, they, apparently they did not have a mirror to say, okay, you're the reason why. And it's the insurance market themselves about how they're always trying to pin, uh, you know, a, a boogeyman every, I've, I've been in part of this Florida legislative, uh, sessions and, and have had lobbyists that really, uh, a dog in the fight since 2014. And, just to really have our ear on the ground so we can try to figure out what's coming up next year. How do I need to position my business? How do I need to communicate to homeowners that are that have expectations? So you can be real with them. That's how you gain trust here with the homeowners is, is you're just being real and communicate with them, tell them expectations, what they're gonna what they're probably gonna see, what the insurance company's gonna say whenever you do file a claim. Those that's important information for you to know. Um, and it's exciting to be a part of this industry. I'm excited excited to be a part of the contractor network. Um, I have a nonprofit association called Restoration Association of Florida. And that nonprofit association is to inform contractors of what's going on, law changes, uh, how to contract in the state of Florida, how to help consumers through their one time of loss or their one time that they did not do anything to deserve this, right? They just happen to be positioned in a place where like a, a storm like such as Hurricane Ian, a category five now hurricane as, as it's been uh, described, going, moving over uh, your priceless asset, the asset that you've paid for having insurance that's supposed to uh, cover you in case of that one time of loss. And now we've seen 750,000 claims roughly filed. Out of those, half of them have already been cl- uh, claimed as closed by the insurance companies. And out of those uh, 80% of those 50% that have been closed, they closed them under deductible. Yes, 
homeowner, I know you've had damage to your home, and I know a major hurricane hit you, but and we and we identify you have damages, but we're going to issue you a payment under deductible and go ahead and close our file. And that's unfortunate. And I know, Patrick, you've seen it many times and have seen the cycle of, of a homeowner first trying to trust their neighbor, trying to trust that they're in good hands, you know, and they go and they file that insurance claim and they find out six months later, eight months later, they're banging their head on the wall and saying, I've done everything the insurance company's told me to do. Go get three estimates. Go do this. Go, go, you know, meet for inspections. Let the, the, the high hired engineer from the insurance company come in, you know, let readjustments happen and occur to find out that that they're just ultimately getting denied. Yes. Now, I've got some good news in a way for, that for you, Richie. Now, here's what I'm advising my clients of uh, lately. Um, we talked about the immigration bill, some maybe a silver lining there against the insurance carrier. So I want everyone to think about this. If you're not familiar with how an estimate from your insurance company gets put through. It's a Richie, you talked about the program earlier, Xactimate. Um, it's how just about every single insurance claim is estimated out there for the loss that you have to your home. What I'm advising contractors to do, Richie, now is on their Xactimate estimates to increase the cost of labor by 20%. Um, and when insurance companies ask, why are you doing this? How has the cost of labor gone up? You can blame Ron DeSantis. You can blame the immigration bill that goes into effect July the 1st. This is not a gimmick. This is truly the price of labor is going to go up. And I say that these insurance companies that have been paint, that have wanted this, they want things like this. They want Ron DeSantis. They want these guys to push through these bills and, this, um, and these laws. You pay the price for it. Because right now is what I'm advising my contractors yeah, the state's to do. not paying for it. We no, are. No, exactly. And so the price of labor is going up. It's going up immediately right now for the work that's being done around homes, whether it be siding, whether it be um, screens, enclosures, um, your your flashing, your roof, um, your drywall, all of the flooring. All of those prices are going up right now. And I'm advising my contractors to make sure that insurance companies feel that through Xactimate and yes. perhaps they'll push yes. back a little bit going, whoa, 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 20% prices in, 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 in labor increases. Hey, we didn't sign up for this. Maybe we can get some pushback yeah. that way, Richie. Just wait until July and when it re- <laughs> when it's real and the and all the crews leave Florida. Yes. And and, and to your point, you you've talked to several roofing business owners and they're already talking about 10 or 20% of their staff already fleeing yes. just because the law was signed. Correct. Not even it's not even effective yet. Um, but you already seen crews leaving, and that's going to create that supply and demand that Hans was talking about earlier, and that's only going to create a further crisis on what it's going to cost to repair that roof, replace the roof in the eyes of this insurance company. And, and that's to your point, right? Is yep. like yep. they're going to see prices flux up, yep. and they're not going to, ha- and they're going to have to take it because they're this law change specifically deals with that. Like you say, the price of labor, now the price of materials are still going up right now. Oh, yeah. The price of fuel is going up. Uh, and you know, it's everything is going up. There's no sight of prices going down right now. I had a question for you, Richie. You know, you talked about your nonprofit a little bit earlier, uh, Restoration Association of Florida. I think when you st- when you start to see bills like this, it's even more reason to start to vet contractors through an organization like yours. Um, these are people that do the right thing. How do you, 
You go through a vetting process, I believe, with, with RAF. How does that process work? If somebody goes over to your website, can they be sure that the, this is a person doing things the right way? They can. They can. If you see, if you go to our website, raflorida.org, uh, you will see that there are uh, affiliates that are listed on our website. Those affiliates have been background checked. Uh, they they are using the contracts that are 40 plus lawyers and our legal committee um, has drafted for them, all consumer friendly contracts that don't leave the consumer being the one sued by the uh, contracting company if things aren't paid. We all want to go after who actually owes that, which is the insurance company. You know, and so when we're dealing with insurance-related claim, non-retail claims, and you're talking about roofing specifically and insurance-related claims, hailstorms, windstorms come over your home, and or let's talk about Hurricane Ian alone. You know, we're starting to see some settlements come in from insurance companies only because the time's running out that they can file or get these back from reinsurance. You have 18 months from the date of loss to get re- to recoup your uh, uh, hurricane losses as uh, as a uh, insurance provider. That's what if if you're wondering. What what reinsurance is reinsurance is insurance on your insurance right and so the insurance companies pay believe this or not um it, it's hard to say this with a straight face but uh but you know the reasons why premiums are so high right now it's not because of the cost of contracting it's not because of uh, uh, attorneys suing and getting all these fees because rightfully so they deserve the fees if they're going to be litigating two years and have to go to trial you deserve to get uh or the insurance companies deserve to pay additional monies on top of that they're denying so many perfectly valid claims that they're still making more money on the ones that they have to pay out fees for. But still, they still bitch and complain, and they still say that this is the reason why premiums are going up, which we all know that's a farce. We all know what's really is the problem is, is reinsurance rates. Think about this. 50 cents on every dollar that comes in for premiums go right back out the door for reinsurance rates. And that's no joke right there. What DeSantis should have done is taken our super rich state, taken that $2 billion they put in Florida uh, Flora, and ended up putting it uh, uh, to citizens to compete in, the, in that market. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. All right, all right. And we're back live on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Thanks so much for joining us through that break. I was going off on a tangent right there before the break, so I'm going to pick right back up where we left off. These segments go by so fast here, and I'm grateful to be here on iHeartRadio. We're about six weeks into this show, uh, specifically on this radio dial. Um, And while you're here, go to iHeartRadio, download that radio app, and then you can listen to us. It's specific, though. You search us through that iHeartRadio app. It's going to be on uh, WFLA Orlando uh, News Talk. 94.1 94.1 FM. You'll find us there on that uh, on that app on iHeartRadio. And don't forget to flip on over to Facebook. Search for Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. You'll be able to see some of our live podcasts that we have going on. Also, listen back the show. If you're driving through Orlando and you're like, I want to listen to that whole show, you can click on our Facebook page and listen to it there. Also, Spotify, uh, iTunes, and all those other places, we have archives there. So find us on one of those uh, streaming spaces, uh, and uh, you will not be disappointed. Thanks again for joining us. Now, uh, right before the break, um, I had a break for, uh, pretty quickly, um, but uh, man, I mean, there's just, you know, we, we get on certain topics and the law change topic has been very uh, interesting to us because it has done the exact opposite uh, of, of the effect of what the intention quote unquote supposedly was right. The intention was for these, all these law changes were to 
bring relief to Floridians, consumers that are paying these high and ever-increasing property insurance rates, right? That's why you had four major law changes. And then they screwed up so bad that they ended up making a, an insurance accountability bill to try to uh, try to fix some of the face that uh, that we've uh, that Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, has done with all this insurance lobby money. And it's unfortunate. I really like the guy. I think he's a great governor. What I, what I think his biggest flaw is is taking $100 million from the insurance lobby and screwing every consumer in the state of Florida. Now, what I was saying before the break is, is that the real rising cost of insurance rates are the rising cost of reinsurance. Again, reinsurance is, is is insurance that is bought from our insurance companies that protects them in case of a major catastrophe, like a major hurricane that we had last year with Hurricane Ian. Billions of dollars uh, of, of claims out right now. And so the only way that insurance companies can stay solvent is if they pay out these costs from these insurance companies and then they get it, or excuse me, from these major losses like Hurricane Ian, and they turn them in for reimbursement to these reinsurance. Now, what the state of Florida did is they said, hey, we're going to take, and one of these law changes last year, they said, we're going to take $2 billion because our state of uh, the state of Florida is super rich right now. We're just busting at the seams with billions and billions of dollars of overage, right? So we've been really collecting a lot of good tax money. Uh, we've been doing really well financially for the state of Florida. So instead of taking what our state of Florida did is they took $2 billion and they said, okay, we're going to take this $2 billion and we're going to offer an assistance program to all of it. It was before the four uh, program came out in this last law change. It was a last law change uh, last year where they said, we're going to introduce this new protection piece, $2 billion worth. And if anybody elects to be in part of the pro, uh, uh, part of this program, like if any insurance company elects to be part of it, they can be part of it for free uh, or at a discount so, so they can save money. But any uh, type of uh, policy savings needs to go back to that policy holder dollar per dollar. So what do you think happened? No insurance company took it, and only a couple did, and there were small ones, and, and and it didn't really do anything. And I'm like, guys, and they even asked me up there, uh, that's when that one senator that you know of, that, that's the washed out, timed out senator that has a big, uh, uh, starts with the B, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's he's whatever he's he's dumb, but uh, he uh, he loves to run his mouth and he questioned Brandy's Brandy's uh, Senator, yeah, Senator, yeah, Senator Jeff Brandy's right. I mean, he's not a bad guy. He's just he's just on the wrong side, you know. And I'm famous for calling people douchebags, and I think he is too because he's just bought and paid for by the insurance company. Even though how many conversations that I've had with him, he's like, yeah, yeah, I get it, you know. But still, you know, this and that. And then he asked me when I was up on the Senate committee, and he says, well. Uh, okay, you know, he just seemed like a smart guy, and uh, at first he said, you know, you, you know, your marketing and advertising is phenomenal. By the way, I'm thinking, okay, whatever. Where's this going to lead up to? You know, you can thank Patrick Carr for that. But thank you. But uh, uh, but uh, and he's like, so you got 40 lawyers that are that work for you. I go, what do you mean? You mean part of my association? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. And he goes, uh, so you know, with all these, you know, with with all these legal things going on, and and you know, with you offering advice here, what what would you do today that we're going to be doing that 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 would be different than what we're proposing today? And I wasn't even ready, but right off the bat, I was like. Well, that's easy. That $2 billion you're going to take there, you give it to citizens and you have citizens compete in the reinsurance market into lower rates and cause competition on there so we can get lower rates on reinsurance so we can really bring it down. Silence. That's exactly what happened. Silence. And uh, and then I had to get off the stage. Boom. That was it. He's like, okay. All right. Next. And so there, I'm like, you know, like simple 
you know, like, and again, I'm not right. I heard that from somebody else. So it wasn't my idea. It was, it was probably center farmer or somebody a lot smarter than me that was like, listen, you just move that shell over to here and do this. And that would actually fix the problem. But what we saw is that there was a fake crisis out there and that they used this fake crisis momentum to get these bills passed so they can pull the wool over the eyes of you know all the consumers out here. We have 22.5 million people here in the state of Florida and growing every year. 7 million of those uh, folks have to pay for HO3 policies for their uh, single family residential home. So we have 7 million people that are affected by these law changes. Boom. Just like that. Um, you know, you've had other bills that were changed uh, like this House Bill 837 that we talked about, which is this major tort reform bill that allows, not only takes away prevailing party attorney's fees from medical, auto, from life insurance, but from everywhere. Basically, if you're an insured and your insurer, uh, your in, uh, uh, insurance company screws you, you're screwed. That's basically what it did. So not only the 7 million people that have property insurance, that went to bed last December where they killed prevailing party attorney's fees for those 7 million so DeSantis decided, you know what? I got $100 million from these insurance companies. I'm really going to drive it home, and I'm going to screw everybody else as well. Um, not only the 7 million people that uh, that have home insurance, though, but how about the 22.5 million people who reside here in the state of Florida? I'm going to screw them, too, by taking away prevailing party attorney's fees so that way I can take my $100 million and run for president. And that's unfortunately what happened. Again, this is all my opinion, but I've been living in this here and seeing what's been going on and I'm telling you man like when the the FJA and the the Florida bar raised three and a half million dollars for Mayor Gillum who was uh, the opponent against Governor DeSantis back six years ago right we're going way back let's he was go a favorite he was the, he was supposed to win yeah mayor gillum was supposed to win yeah. he was the mayor of tallahassee i mean thank god he didn't win because he was a piece of crap yeah. but uh um, he was found on the floor in miami after some anyways whatever there's some rager or whatever but uh um but uh he was obviously not the candidate but governor DeSantis won only by thirty thousand votes it almost caused a recount uh, that it was so close. So Governor DeSantis wins. He's so pissed off at the Florida bar. He's so pissed off that uh, that that he eventually he he's a long game. I mean, the guy is kind of smart. I mean, you know, I, I hate to admit this, but uh, but he played the long game here. He waited for the the sun to the sun rays to perfectly shine down on the dog's ass to where he says, "I'm going to get my pound of flesh," and and damn it, he did. He he absolutely did, um, and uh, so you gotta you gotta give him uh you know you gotta give him uh <laughs> what the heck was that? That's uh that's the ray of sunshine. Okay, thank you. Uh, but you gotta give the guy credit though for what he pulled off. Uh, but in the same, he screwed millions. I mean, we're not talking about the seven million people who have HO three insurance policies that he screwed. But again, the twenty two and a half million other people that live here in the state of Florida that have to deal with their insurance, whether it be health, whether it be auto, everybody has auto insurance, right? Now they're not protected anymore. They're not insulated saying that, okay, in case my insurer screws me, I can call somebody like Morgan and Morgan and it's not going to cost me anything to recover what I should have gotten anyways before they denied me, before they wrongfully denied me. You know, and so that that is where it's very concerning to be a resident, a citizen of the state of Florida and see all this unfortunate change all off the backs of consumers here in the state of Florida. We'll continue to do well in Florida and still break in all the dollars, all the tax dollars, because we're a great place to live. 
Um, it's just unfortunate that we're going to have to fight back after DeSantis leaves to fix everything. So he's going to leave a big uh, a mess, a big steamy mess uh, for all of us to deal with here uh, in the state of Florida. It's going to take us years to fix. Um, but that's what we do here in the state of Florida. We are long-term residents. Governor DeSantis is going to leave us and move to Washington, D.C. and while we fix everything here in Florida. So it's going to be a long ride for us, but uh, it takes a village. We'll all stick together here in the state of Florida. Keep listening to our show. We'll help bring all the news to you as it comes here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Thanks so much for joining us every Saturday right here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, iHeartRadio. Don't forget to download their app. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you. Bye-bye.